Welcome to this latest edition of the Real Deal Podcast. As you can see, I am not alone. Got plenty of company. With uh, I'm joined by Robert Sapp. You. Chad Cuddy Quinn. Yep. Uh, as we look back at the Jordan documentary, The Last Dance, episodes nine and ten, and to a lesser extent, the entire series as a as a whole. Um, Want to begin though on a on a down note. So um, we the NBA lost a legend today, uh, Jerry Sloan. <laughs> Jerry Sloan, the longtime Utah legendary coach, passed away um, at the age of 72. Sloan, of course, was a, uh, was a was a player in the league as well, two-time All-Star, four times All-Defensive player. Um, and, of course, he made his fame as the Utah coach for 21 years, two finals appearances, retired as the fourth all-time leading, leading winners coach in terms of regular season wins. He was six all-time in terms of playoff wins, got to the finals twice by, of course, losing to the Chicago Bulls in 97 and 98. So rest in peace to Mr. Uh, Salone. He was, you know, a stalwart in the NBA community, parts guard, the coaching ranks. Yeah, I get it. Go ahead, Sam. No, I just said Yeah. Uh, I didn't know that never won coach of the year. Never won coach of the year in 21 years. So that, that is very surprising. I think, you know, like you said, rest in peace, Jerry Sloan. He was like one of the last of the OGs. I hated yeah. how it ended with D. Wood and, you know, Carlos Boozer and all them suckers. But he was a real coach, man. I, it seemed like he just genuinely was like a, you know, hard-nosed, but he cared about the players. I don't know, but God bless the family, man. Yeah, all the players – Rev about him as far as you know, not, like all the players say say great things about him. Ex players, uh, I haven't heard comments from Carl Malone and Stockton uh, today, but I'm sure they you know they hold him on uh, to a high regard. So this episode began with uh, the chronicle of the, that Pacer series in '98 with the Pacers, Bulls. Of course, the series that went to seven games. It was. On the only series that the Bulls went to seven games uh, in the conference finals and NBA finals, all the NBA finals were in six games or less, and that was the only conference finals that went to seven games. You see, they tried to uh, show you the genesis of the Reggie Miller, Michael Jordan relationship with this, you know, fake fight in '93. Where, by the way, I'm gonna give you some context to that. Jordan punches Reggie Miller, but Reggie Miller got thrown out of that game. <laughs> so just to let you know <laughs> the power of Michael Jordan. You get you get punched and you get thrown out. Um, so you know, of course, typical what's been a constant narrative in this whole series. Let's make Jordan out to be you know you know basically walk on water. Uh, Reggie Miller calls him Black Jesus after some trash talking going wrong in a preseason game, and they you know they. They ran with that. Uh, your thoughts on how they opened the episode in terms of that, you know, that part of storytelling? Huge yeah, I, I'll be brief. Um, the way they open it in shows is butt cheeks. It's butt cheeks. Um, 
It's low energy beginning, low energy. I don't want to hear about Jordan and Reggie Miller. I will say this. This goes, this speaks to Jordan's production team and how all this shit works, right? <laughs> I'm not going to be crazy. But Jordan and Reggie Miller, if I don't know them, I actually think they might like each other. They don't like each other at all. No. Okay, let's be very clear. Jordan's been on record and been quoted as like playing Reggie Miller is like playing a female. This is what he said, guarding him. Now, he didn't put that in a documentary because there's an understanding in the documentary. Reggie, you make me look good. I'll make you look good. I won't show me punching you in your face and saying you're a woman if you agree that I'm black Jesus. So I'm like, you know, once again, this is at this well, point. They showed, not to cut you off, they showed the punch. They showed him getting punched. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, they showed, showed But they didn't talk about who got kicked out and all that other type of stuff. Right. I'm saying more so that this is just in line with the narrative of everybody is a pawn. The only thing I really, as if I'm Jordan, the only thing that we're really taking away from Reggie Miller is I never called him Michael Jordan again. I called him Mike or I called him Black Jesus. That's all he wanted. And he got it. And for them to say that the Indiana Pacers were their hardest um, test in the East Coast, even if that's true, he did say besides the Pistons. Like yeah, he did say that. He did. He did. He did. He did. But he went besides the Pistons. I'm glad you brought that up. He did all the stuff about Indiana. So yeah, yeah. Besides the Pistons. Besides the Pistons, he did bring that up. Constantly whooping y'all ass. <laughs> Constantly. But okay. So it reminds me. This is like for me. This episode was a couple of steps up from B.J. Armstrong stuff. Like, I have not seen Jordan attack any mountain in this documentary outside of the Pistons who beat his ass for a couple of years. Then they got old, then he beat them. So the Reggie Miller thing, it was cool because I did like, I, I will say this, Reggie looked good in this documentary. You know what I'm saying? It was favorable for him as this dude who like, I didn't, I didn't fear Jordan. So Reggie looked good in the documentary, but... um it was just like, okay, this is episode nine and ten. This is what we're doing. That's all. Yeah, I don't really have a lot to add. I really don't. I mean, I barely remember the segment at all. Like, barely. Um, yeah, the takeaway was that Reggie calls him Black Jesus all the time. I, I, can't, I can't give this any air, any more air than it's worth. So, they, you know, they, of course, they beat Indiana in that game seven, and in that game seven, by the way, Jordan was nine for 25 from the field, 28 points, nine rebounds, eight assists. Um, Tony Kukos was the MVP of that game. I went back and did, a, of course, a, a rebroadcast, a repodcast of that game. Excellent game, hard fought. Indiana had his chances, a little bit overrated in terms of this jump ball decided the game, which yeah, six minutes, <laughs> six minutes really six minutes. I mean, yeah, I know, I know points, right. kick, I know points for that premium, but like, come on, yeah. even if you're that, even if you, it's a jump ball at six minutes. Come yeah, on. it's a jump ball at six minutes. Even if you go down six points, even if y'all go, even y'all go down six points. The only person who cares and believes that narrative is Jay Williams. That's the only person. Only person. <laughs> yeah. But six minutes, come on, we we've all been watching basketball. Stop, yeah. stop with this. But six um. <laughs> yeah. but, but Tony yeah. Kukoc was the uh, MVP of that game. Kukoc, uh, we didn't know how to play after a jump ball. <laughs> Nobody, everybody forgot how to play after a jump ball. We just go go up by five, six minutes left. This is basketball. 
what are we what are we talking about here? What are we doing? See, see? I had forgotten about that. You brought it up. Now you reignite me. What are you what are y'all talking about? Like, come on now, what is this? You talking to Hoodie Mellow tonight, you better chill out. <laughs> see, see, you know what? Let's Let move on. Let me finish the crew coach. I can't even. I can't. Let me finish the crew coach. So crew coach. Yep. Crew coach. Your yes. guy is your guy. That's my boy. Yeah, give him some shine. Yeah, 21, had 21 points in the game. Okay, crew coach. 14 Ball. points in the uh, third quarter. So he was the MVP of that game. He that's on hero. He saved him. But of course, no mention at all of Kukos's performance in that game. None, none whatsoever. Um, yeah. Did Kukos play for the Bulls? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I barely saw him. In this I think document. him and Scotty Pippen played one season together. <laughs> they played one season together. Was that the one where Scotty refused to go in? Yeah, that's the that one. Was the, okay, that's all right. The one. Right. We went over that multiple times. They played the one season happened. that Jordan didn't win was when the Bulls played. Got it. That's it. Got it. Okay. So to uh, Mr. Savage's point about that jump ball, Pacers are up by three. The Bulls get the jump ball, then Steve Kerr hits the three to tie the game. There's six minutes left in the game. Six. That's a half a quarter. I and I understand scoring was at a premium. No, don't say that. But no, but, but don't yeah. Don't say that. No, don't say that. This basketball. Don't say that. Yeah. So, We're not doing this. And that's been kind of overplayed by multiple media people and people who were covering the Bulls or covering, you know, the you know, Jalen Rose brought it up. The Pacers tried to say something happened. To, what did they, they said? The crowd, something happened. It was, there was a shift and, like, you know, it's, like I said, we've watched enough basketball to know a lot of things can happen in six minutes. So. It was uh, a jump ball. It was a jump ball. Jump ball. Yeah, it was a jump ball. about a jump ball. Yeah. A nine, yeah a jump think ball. about that. Think about that for a second. Just think about that. That was in the documentary. In number eight and nine. The finale, the series finale. We talk about jump balls now. Yeah. Go ahead, Chad. You got something? Yeah. <laughs> nah, no comment, man. I'm I'm here, man. <laughs> we here. We episode nine and ten. You right. You right. Um, you right. Out, shout out as Charles Barkley says. Shout out to Kuko. <laughs> he need Kuko coach and Horace Grant need to contact TV One for an unsung uh, episode. All the niggas that actually helped the Bulls win need to find a way to get a deal for we'll, a documentary. We'll get to the uh, the uh, Horace Grant part. Um, Plain to say with that. So we go. We're done with that part. They're done with the Indiana series. Of course, you know they won. Great, you know, but it was not. It was not a classic series. It went seven games. But it really wasn't. You had you know Reggie hit a game winning shot one game. Game seven was ugly. From and I'll rewatch it. It was not. Like they, this, this was not you know, this was not a classic series and I, I, like that. It was you know good series. It was the last, it was the last you know series of the Bulls for Eastern Conference for Jordan for Eastern Conference. So they move on to the Utah '97 and the uh, Game Five flu food poisoning game. Um, for years, this had been known as the flu game. Um, 
between the last couple of years, we find out last four or five years, Tim Grover comes out and says it was actually food poisoning. Jordan orders a pizza because apparently the Marriott, which I'm sure was a luxury, is a luxurious hotel. Been been a many been, been a many Marriotts in my lifetime, and nice hotel, nice digs for a hotel, nice place to stay. They had no no food service, not for room service at that particular Marriott in Utah. Um, Jordan's hungry, orders a pizza from this local place, wherever in Utah, and they get the direct address. This is Michael Jordan now, the most famous, not only athlete, but maybe one of the most famous people in the world in 1997, right? So they get the direct address to Jordan's room. Apparently five pizza delivery guys go up to that room. No security, no no dropping the pizza off at the front desk and having one of Jordan's cronies come down and get the pizza. No, no, no. I'm gonna go straight to the room and drop off the pizza. And what you saw in the documentary, in the documentary, I uh, said that Tim Grover's like, I have a bad feeling, Michael. I don't know if you should eat this. And Jordan says, I'm good. Eats the entire pizza by himself and proceeds to get sick. Uh, what you didn't, what they didn't tell you in the documentary that we've come to find out over the course of the week is that Michael Jordan actually spit on the entire pizza before, before he ate it. So no one else could eat it, which I just get it. I get it, but I don't get it. Um, a lot of things to pick, to pick away from, to take away from this in terms of how this story has aged. Just, uh, yeah, go ahead. Cause I, I know you're going okay. um, so, so I'm, I'm just going to start off right here. I, so I just want to point out to you, Cyril, you just spent five minutes talking about a pizza being delivered. I want you to think about that, what you just did. Just think about that for a second. That's what you talked about for five minutes. So that's one thing. And then the second thing is just, I, I cannot tell you how much I don't care about this. Like at all. Zero. I'm done. For real. Done. Yeah. I, um, I only care because I don't care. I remember vividly being um, a teenager watching the game. And I'm like, he's not that sick. He's okay. And then there was an article that came out last week how Scottie Pippen and the, the other players used to, you know, rib Jordan because he was very dramatic. He's the type of personality. If he's sick, you're going to know he's sick. He's going to be coughing in the house and let you know. But this story, it felt like the flu wasn't big enough. So what can we do to make it bigger? Um, so it it's bigger than the flu. Well, no, it's a different angle. It's a different twist. Right, because a lot it of people have been that, somebody poisoned me. That's what one of the five pizza guys the story, poisoned. Okay, so right, yeah. Rob, okay, right. Like, let's, okay. If we don't right, go there, let's, let's blow you know it all the way up. Since you went there, let's go there. <laughs> since, I don't this, care. This about is this is my take, so really, here's a high take for you. It's a lie, <laughs> but to Rob's point, if we're going to lie, let's really lie. It was such. I want to see Jordan's ex-wife. Or are they married at this point? I don't know from the documentary. He seemed like he just adopted these a grown kids <laughs> out of nowhere, but that's a whole nother story. Three out of the five. <laughs> right? So <laughs> let's say there was a hit put out on Jordan because of gambling, and they tried to kill him. They shot him in his back, but he still made it to the game to play because 
Why you should have you should have done this documentary. See that this would have been so much more interesting. I would enjoy the story. And just for the, and I know you're gonna go to next surreal, but this is storytelling 101. Like, okay, if I'm doing that to propel it, I wouldn't show Scottie Pippen with a real back injury and still playing through it. It just doesn't work for me. Like this food poisoning. And if I said, okay, let's go there. I'll play around with it for a second. These dudes, these five guys found Jordan and said, hey, here's your pizza guy. Jordan spits on the pizza. So I'm like, okay, if there was a pizza there that they knew how to poison him somehow, then he spit on it. I'm like, well, maybe God intervened and said, you know what, guys? Nah, I got this one. We'll call this one karma. You spit on your pizza, sir. Maybe you made yourself sick. And I'll leave it at that. I mean, Wait, hold on. I, Hi. Really quickly. I, of course, I didn't, you know, like I don't listen to anything. So I didn't hear about none of the spitting part. This sounds ridiculous. This literally sounds like out of like craziness. Is this the rationale that they gave why nobody else ate the pizza? Yeah, Jordan was hungry. <laughs> he didn't want anybody else to eat it. I heard the hungry. I heard from the only thing. He was hungry. He ate the whole slice. Then later in the week, they had to clarify that he spit on the pizza. That's why nobody else ate it. Yes. So, and pause, pause, really quick. Come on now. Come on. Chad, you're a writer. Like, like for real. He had a team of people in that room with him as he was coming up with this story. If Jordan said, if, this is rejection. Like, how, how does this get on air? This is how it gets on air because <laughs> I'm black Jesus. So we're in the writer's room. We're in the writer's room. But yo, what y'all want to tell them? <laughs> Yo, say they food poison. Okay, bet. Hey, Jordan, MJ, you know they're going to ask how no one else got sick. You're right. <laughs> I spit on the pizza. No one eats. That's brilliant, MJ. <laughs> and we take it and run. Best thing we've ever heard. <laughs> Damn. Come on, man. This is a kindergartner telling this story. Because the problem with this, Rob, is if it is in fact true, you're a billionaire. I'll just well, can't you just hire hires just hire yo. Tell I, my life story. This Great is the last thing I want to say about this. Real. This is the last thing I want to say. If this story is true, story. if this story is true, it There's actually no is more. No, hold on, Rob. It actually is more problematic for me then. As a grown ass man, if I'm sitting somewhere and a dude spits on food so I can't eat it. You have the psyche of a five-year-old. I'm really concerned about you. That's insane. That's, That's like insane. a lot. That's like, dude, you did, we're grown-ups. So, so just, 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 we took this mythical flu story that has been, and then we we brought it down to food poisoning, and I spit on the pizza. This is your better storytelling. This is why Jordan should just stop. But you know what, Rob? <laughs> Stop. This is he this was, not good. It's he not had good food poisoning and a little bit of the flu, <laughs> and we still won the game. Okay. That's what people want to see. They were like, "Yo, who did you beat in your life?" Yo, I beat the Pacers. Um, this dude named the Bradford Smith, B.J. Armstrong. The they were like, "Yo, we giving gotta- him AIDS." You gonna beat Magic? They said we have to beat up these stories. This is not enough. What else happened in this series? Well, I did order pizza one night. Okay, let's go. What, what happened with the pizza? What happened with the pizza? Well, it came late. It was kind of cold. Okay, it was cold. Did it make you 
that were you like, oh, was it nasty? Yeah, it wasn't the best type of pizza. Okay, did you like feel queasy a little bit? I mean, kind of, so I was like a little tired in the morning. Okay, we're going to go with that. And this is how the story happened. This is how it happened, Rob. That's how it happened. That's how it happened. This is, this, exactly is why, this is why you don't let people write their own material. This is why you hire writers. This is exactly why. You are not allowed to tell your own stories at all, ever. Never. You, we inherently are not interesting enough to say things. That's why we need professionals. So, I know we're done, but I promise you, to any <laughs> listeners out there, and to you and Rob as well, go back and watch the Bobby Brown story. I said this the other week. It didn't land the way it needed to. The New Edition story was amazing they did on BET. And in the new edition story, we saw a lot of Bobby Brown. We saw enough of Bobby Brown. But Bobby Brown didn't see enough of himself. So he <laughs> said, no, let's do the Bobby Brown story. And in the Bobby Brown story, we saw how in love Janet Jackson was with him, how much everyone knew he was better than Ralph Tresvant. This is the Bobby Brown story. <laughs> so after you finish this documentary, go watch Bobby Brown. Like, if you really want to see narcissism at its finest, at least that was done at a higher production level than this. But now, yeah. that will uh, that will forever be my main complaint with this with this thing. Um, it's just how poorly executed it was. That like that that's where like whatever. I mean, ego, blah blah blah. We've seen it a billion different times before. That's fine. But you got you got all the money, all the the meat. You can't tell a better story than this. That that's the part to me that's pathetic about this. That's where I'll land on with it. Just bad storytelling. Just horrible. Spit on the pizza. <laughs> I spit on the pizza. Go ahead. That's go hilarious. Down. Sorry. That's so they win. Uh, of course, they they win the championship in '97. We go to '98, where uh, and I'll, I'll just immediately go to um, Game Six of '98. Uh, because apparently no one else was on the court outside of Michael Jordan. Like he was, you know, he carried the Gatorade, he was officiating, he was coaching, like no, nobody else uh, took the court. So that game, um, <clears throat> he goes 15 for 35, has a sequence at the end, gets a steal, hits the game with a shot, pushed off by Byron Russell, denies it, but we saw, you know, we saw your hand touch his, his hip and he go in a different direction. Um, so they're telling that story, you know, he goes, and let me get the quote up here on, on Scottie Pippen. Um, Pippen in that game had an actual injury. His back was out, was completely shot. He was at that point a decoy in the game, but enough of a decoy to take pressure off Jordan in terms of bringing up the ball. And Pippen made a couple of defensive plays in that fourth quarter that were key to, um, to the Bulls winning. And again, another great coach performance in game seven. Kukos has 15 points in game seven in a, in a game that's, that was low scoring was what, 87, 86. So those 15 points were big points in that, uh, in that particular game. Um, he says about uh, Pippen, he says, uh, I was, Pippen was barely getting up the floor. I was taking all the shots and all the energy. That was his quote on Scottie Pippen in game six uh, of that game. Um, I did, again, I did a podcast on this game. And 
for all the shit that Pippen took with the migraine game, this game completely should have just absolutely eviscerated that that game in, in 1990. Pippen only played, he played 25 minutes, but they were a big 25 minutes. He, yes, was a decoy, he couldn't move, but he was able to take enough pressure off Jordan to where, again, Jordan didn't have to bring up the ball, and Pippen was enough of a decoy to be a distract, a, a, to where his presence mattered on the floor. So all the shit that people want to give him for Detroit 1990, that was destroyed in 98, because he was on the court with a back injury, and anybody's had a bad back, and I've had a bad back uh, in the last few, four, few years on recovering, um, uh, ongoing from time to time, it, you know, you can't move, you can't do anything with a bad back. It's put Larry Bird out, you know, retired Larry Bird, uh, and many player, NBA players and athletes. So, you know, again, no credit for Pippen, no credit for uh, Tony Kukoc, and even Dennis Rodman. I looked at that game. Yeah, Dennis Rodman had some had a big jumper that he made, um, had some and had two big offensive rebound tips that were major in that game. I mean, big like that was, that game. You know, could have gone away from uh, Chicago a couple times, and Dennis Rodman had some offensive rebounding tips that were big plays in that game. So. I, the thing that jumped off to me was just a lack of a not acknowledgement from about his teammates and their performances in that game six. Everybody just zeroes in on, of course, the shot and the steal on Carl Malone and the shot at the end of the game. I'm going to go ahead. Uh, but once again, this is where it gets a little more serious for me because it's dangerous and it's reckless. Um, journalism, if that's what you want to call it. Because it's like, Number one, we don't see Jordan fail at all in 10 episodes. The only time we see him fail is because people were being mean to him. <laughs> so when he failed against the Pistons, they were beating him up and bullying him, and they made this whole Jordan rules situation. You know what I mean? Um, and we don't highlight enough what it means to be a team player and collaboration and how nobody wins alone. I want to focus on Pippen. As you see my shirt, Okay. Oh, man, and I'm a Knicks fan. Yeah. This is Pippen ducking on Ewan, but I had to do this for Pip tonight. And um, real quick about Dennis Rodman, sidebar, but it should have been a cliff note. I'll name three people that the Bulls would never have beat without Dennis Rodman. Sean Kemp, Shaquille O'Neal, and Carl Malone. That simple, right? So Carl Malone would average 40 against the Bulls without Dennis Rodman. Carl Malone was a beast. And we kind of like downplayed how much of a beast he was. Like, okay, he's decent. He got the MVP. No, he was a bad man. So although he still averaged like 25 or 26 against Dennis Rodman, those numbers were still lower than they would have been against anybody else. So that's first and foremost. Secondly, going back to Scottie Pippen, and I had the back injury as well, but I'm not a, you know, not an athlete, professional, all that. Scottie Pippen could not, they forced him to go back in the game. We need you to be a decoy. That's how important Pippen's role was. But this is not a surprise in episode nine and 10 because in episode seven and eight, we focus on Jordan and the baseball player. We don't focus on the Bulls were a shot away from going to the finals again. And Scottie Pippen's an all star, and Scottie Pippen's number three in the MVP votings. So we already have downplayed what Scottie Pippen means to the team. 
So that's why it's really hard to watch this and be like, yo, if I don't know anything and I'm not like researching, I'm looking at like, yo, George just beat everybody. He had a bunch of cronies, like a bunch of uh, what the what are the Jackson? Not 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 Tito. What's lower than Tito? <laughs> Brandy. Brandy. Randy. Randy. Not Jermaine. Randy. 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 Randy's perfect. Randy. <laughs> George and a bunch of Randy Jacksons won six champion. That's what I'm. My, that's my takeaway. If I had not, if like I'm a kid and I don't know, I didn't live during that era. I didn't research. Jordan won with a bunch of Randy Jacksons. Like it's like, yo, dude, why? talk about Scottie Pippen, the only time that we're highlighting Scottie Pippen is to bring him down. In 10 episodes, the biggest segments about Scottie Pippen were the contract and when he wouldn't go back in the game. Ooh, two seconds. Those are, that. They those really, are the they, two they, biggest they, Him not going back in the game might have been the most uh, uh, t- uh, research thought about yes. thing. Oh, yes, <laughs> it was. It was done with they, so they much fidelity. So much to your point, Rob. It was done with so much fidelity and time and research. Yeah. Oh <laughs> my goodness, what else happened, <laughs> Phil? What was your perspective? How did the rest of the players feel? Can we talk to Cartwright? What did Cartwright say after the game? Did he talk to Pippen about this? He really put so much out. energy into Pippen's failures. Yep. And this is the only time we're talking about, oh, no, this is not the Jordan documentary. This is about the Bulls. This is about everything. Uh-uh. So, like, to downplay what Pippen meant <clears throat> in that series was just really troublesome for me. But that's it. And you uh, and you left out, they showed Pippen missing two free throws in game seven against Indiana. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> can't forget that. You can't, you forget, can't, thank you. You can't forget that. No. Not, he did miss those. Not forget well, also, that. real quick, well, last thing I say, real quick. I'm sorry, Rob. Then you go in. Yeah. Going back to storytelling. This is what I'm saying. There was a way to feed George's narcissism and still do good storytelling. Yes. So the main that person that we quote about this Byron Russell push is Bob Costas. Yeah. Yeah. Bob Costas is the end all be all to say, come on, man. He was already. <laughs> Did you ever play anything in life? Bob Costas is the one that's going to tell us if this is a foul or not. And the reason I brought that up is to say, great storytelling is Jordan being honest. Y'all pushed him. Let's go back to how Reggie Miller pushed me. Show the edit. Edgy shoved the mess out of Jordan. Yes, that was a that was a, that that was was a, a shove. Jordan was a push. Yes. But what I'm saying is, you can feed my narcissism by saying, "Yeah, I pushed him," but Reggie shoved me. It's a difference. So for Bob Costas to say he was already moving that way, he was out of control. Jordan tapped him. It was like a love tap. Come on, man. Or just don't bring it up because don't. Or just awesome. no. But we talked about this last week, Rob. <laughs> we said Jordan so all is going to right touch. Everything yeah, I know, I know, I know, says. I know, I know. It was just, it was hilarious because I'm like, no, I'm looking at it. I see your hand and I see you do this. So move his whole momentum. Physics don't apply anymore. <laughs> anyway, I couldn't figure out what the counter was going to be to that. Um, and it was Bob Costas because then Bob Costas, once he says something, <laughs> it's a rat. Yeah. It, can't, it can't be. No, no, no. I mean, like you said, both of you guys have said everything that needs to be said about like all all of the parts around the game and inside inside of the game. I was just going to move on from this segment. A lot of these, I was just going to move on until y'all start talking. You you spark spark my my thought process. And so, like to me, like I agree with you, Chad. This is the danger. 
But I would go even one step before that. It's kind of like, um, you know how I started the day off with an anti-racism workshop. So that's just in my head with all that crap. But anyways, um, so, so, you know, like when they, you, you, you get into that dialogue about the N-word or how we're using words for it. But it's like, mm, it's like who created the words and who created the dynamics of the word, right? The dangers in this whole entire enterprise, right? Because this was never about establishing anybody else except reestablishing Jordan's legacy. That, that, that is the, that's what this whole thing was about. So that's why I say calling a documentary, bad. <laughs> calling it anything other than just a live autobiography, a television show, anything. This was not, this has nothing to do with reality. And the more we start picking apart and all these shows, everything like that, the more irritated I get because this isn't about that. This isn't about that. There was a very simple way to go about this that would completely feed his narcissism because all you have to do is just replay them winning, show all his last game winning shots, put some nice music to it, have everybody saying glowing stuff about Jordan. Done. Done. The thing that makes this so malicious is that he has to tear everybody down along the way. We could have easily have fed into Jordan's ego. It probably been five episodes, not 10. Five. We could have got five. So I get it. I get it. We would have been able to stretch out without 10. But the thing that the danger, the dangerous part was this whole thing is honestly created just to tear certain people down. So Jordan can have the final, final word about it. And that's what's dangerous about this. And that's what's dangerous about using words like documentary around this, this thing. Just, just Jordan, Jordan self-produced television show. Yeah, I mean, we can, don't have to talk about what happened in '98. We've talked about that for 30 years. We've talked about all these parts, these bits and pieces. I was there. I was there afterwards. I was there two years after. Da, 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 da. We've had all these conversations ad nauseum. The only reason to bring these things back up is again to get Reggie to say Black Jesus, to get Costas to say nobody pushed off on, right, the, to get to laugh at Gary Payton, to da, 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 just all these different things. That's the only reason to do this and to make a bunch of money for ESPN, for Disney and Netflix. Sorry. No, Next. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's the thing that just keeps irritating me. I'm like, this is, this is bullshit. So Horace Grant um, comes out <clears throat> this week on a radio interview, um, basically, I mean, calling Jordan flat out a liar, um, saying that he didn't uh, snitch to Sam Smith. Uh, it was clear that Horace Grant had a relationship with Sam Smith, but uh, so did Michael Jordan, by the way. Michael, uh, that's, nobody mentioned that. Michael Jordan and Sam Smith actually played golf uh, together. Um, at times during that during that period, so calls calls Jordan a liar, uh, says that he never backed down from Jordan in practices. Um, basically said that Jordan basically says a lot of things that we've been saying over the last couple of episodes of this podcast. Like Jordan is going to hold grudges against anybody who challenges him or who says anything bad about him. Um, so. That was a big, major story over the course of the week. And somewhat, Horace Grant says what he says, and he's painted in a, as being you know, disgruntled or 
you know, well, that's not true and things of that nature. And I've heard both, I've heard Horace Grant say glowing things about Michael Jordan as well in various podcasts and radio interviews. But he just said, hey, you know, it, it was clear that they didn't get along. Cool. That happens with teammates at times. Kobe Shaq. Um, they won three championships with Horace Grant. Those teams were the best teams when I compared the, the first three Bulls teams were superior to the last three Bulls teams, in my opinion. Like those last two Bulls teams could have been were beatable. First three, the first 91 through 93 were virtually unbeatable. And Horace Grant was a part of that, a major part of that, uh, for what he did for that team. So, you know, call Jordan out for again, basically not. I mean, call Jordan out basically being a liar. And Jordan, you look at the you look at how many lies were told through the course of this documentary. Hard to argue with Horace. Um, thoughts on uh, Horace Grant's uh, take? Hey, here, uh, whatever. Um, I'm going to read. So when when I say when I say narcissistic, so so narcissistic personality disorder. Like I don't think people are hearing me when I say things like that. Like so. But needs it requires a medical diagnosis. So that's the thing. He hasn't like nobody. No, there's no way he's going in. But let me just read you the de the definition of it. And I can, I'm intimately knowledgeable of 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 a person with with this disorder. Um, symptoms include an excessive need for admiration, disregard for others' feelings, and an inability to handle any criticism and a sense of entitlement. So. When you bring up Shaq and Kobe, that's a, like, don't, like, we can't put this under normal circumstances. See, we can't just keep letting Jordan skate. So fuck, fuck all this other, like, whatever. Like, Horace Grant is just saying what Horace Grant needs to say. Like, Jordan's a liar. We know he's a fucking liar. And it's not that he's not saying things that are factually accurate. It's that the way in which he retells everything is meant to build himself up. Now, I do believe in Horace Grant's situation when michael jordan built this whole thing to go horace grant was the snitch like horace grant is feeling some type of way because he's like i'm not the only one that that talked about it but the bigger the bigger thing here is that what horse is acknowledging is that <laughs> is that is that jordan only has his self-interest involved in all of this and all he hears because every like that's the other part of it that's the other huge danger is that we have these huge media conglomerates that are just going to echo what jordan says so that's all you hear you hear jordan say something and then you hear everybody else repeat it over and over again ad nauseum so it becomes like truth and that has to be frustrating for for somebody who you know it's frustrating for me and i'm not involved in any of this so for somebody who's intimately involved in it it has to be a frustrating thing to do that. But Jordan is a narcissistic personality. His, all of his words are, are designed to make himself look good and to not give a shit about anybody else. There's no, take all of this now. There's no Kobe Shaq comparison. That's normal teammate shit. Jordan's fucked up, <laughs> period. In the sentence. Go ahead, Chad. Nah, I mean. Ah, with all that said, <laughs> no, because Sap is completely right. The way you laid, laid it out was perfect, right? Um, this is very frustrating um, because when you talk about a narcissist and you give us the classic definition and Jordan hits the checklist on everything, 
and, and surreal. We talked about this briefly, man. Like this is the danger of media. This is the real danger of media. This is the danger of storytelling um, because it's like, who's telling the stories? You know what I mean? Shout out to Nas. We read the history books, but who are the authors? You know what I mean? So it's like, and I'm not, fuck it. We're going to go deep. We'll go a little deep. But every time another black man dies, it's character assassination. So we research all his history and what's going on. I talked to you about this the other day. Like, there's a lot of personalities that tell the truth. But what we find out is other dirt of them doing other shit. And it dismisses their truth. Jordan and his cronies have a story. So because Jordan is a narcissist, a narcissist is going to work with other people that feed into his narcissism. So as long as everybody's on board with that, you can speak about me. So Horace Grant comes off. It's such a no-win situation. Because as a man, it's like, yo, I ain't going to let him say whatever. I got to get on the horn and da-da-da-da-da. Cool. But just to let you know, the people you're talking to, they're Jordan's people. Mm-hmm. So after you finish giving a soundbite, mm-hmm. they're going to take that soundbite and say, you know, Horace Grant is probably bitter. This is what he was feeling. And this is how he got attacked. Right? When you think about people's inner circles, we don't, no one even questioned how this young white director even had a relationship with Jordan. No one's even brought that up. How did you get this situation? How did you inherit the story that no one can get? You nobody at it in nowhere. You weren't even around in that era. This unexpected white man. Because Jordan doesn't surround himself with people that really know him unless they're going to tell what he wants to be told. It's the same reason, like you said, it's a real, we don't talk to Craig Hodges. It's the same reason Cartwright doesn't talk about this whole bully thing because that shit didn't happen to him. There's a certain reason that we only interview certain people. So I feel, I really feel in my heart of hearts for Horace Grant because he did what he needed to do, but it's still on deaf ears. Because no one cares about the lie. When it comes to storytelling, whoever tells the biggest story, that's the truth. So we sit here and there's 10 of us out there and, and eight of us say this one thing, and two people say the other, the eight voices are louder. So all we're hearing is Jordan and his crony saying, this is what it is, Horace is a snitch, da 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 and that's a story that's going to continue to perpetuate. I talked to you about this two weeks ago. I said, yo, we never even talked about Phil Jackson and how he's already shown on the record that he does this type of shit. He'll play his players out after the fact. Some of the shit that was said, and Phil Jackson had a re- relationship with Sam too. Everybody had a relationship with Sam. <laughs> so what? Why? Why? Because Jordan. Because Jordan. Jordan. Everybody Horse did it. Jordan said Horse did it. Yeah, Horse is the one. <laughs> Jordan. Jordan's the only one. But the thing Jordan is, though, but this is how Horse became the one because Horse, you don't follow in line, mm-hmm. right? So production beat. Yo, Scott Burrell. You know what you're gonna say, right? Of course, you needed to do what you needed to do, MJ. <laughs> hey, Steve Kerr. Come on, man. You punched in my face, but it made us closer. <laughs> BJ, yo, you're the greatest. I should have barked at you. Everybody has a line. But it came to horse, like, yo, man, you tried to tell me I couldn't eat after a bad game, but I ate. Oh, hold up. Er, what you say, nigga? You ate. Oh, you want to do your own thing. So as soon as you don't follow in line with what Jordan wants, Jordan's going to find a way to get back at you because he's petty. So, I mean, like I said, it was a very disturbing. I'm glad that Horace said whatever, 
But that was a blip. I watched a lot of I don't even watch First Taken all that, but I had to watch it this week. I'm, like, I'm just curious. I want to see how they tackle because these are all insiders, right? No one else is in the locker room. Any other time they say, you know what? I can't speak on this. Somebody's in the locker room. But as soon as Horace said whatever he said, they were like, uh-huh, well, you know, Horace is a little mad. He's a little angry. Same thing with Isaiah. When the, when the people that were in that era, same thing with Carl Malone, when the people that were in that era speak about it, we kind of mute them. So that's interesting. So I did see a, a commercial. Stephen A had a special right after the something. After the, the after the dance, shit. I didn't watch there, it. There you go. Something after after the thing. So that just lets you know. That lets you know who's what. Like, what are the gets out of towing the line, right? Like the like the there there are certain rewards for for staying on message. Yep. So they get to the point where. They're telling the story about how. Still episode nine? Have we moved into no, ten? Yeah, yet? we moved. Yeah, we're on ten. Okay. Yeah, we're on ten. Okay. It gets to a point to where they tell um, after they won the championship. They, That's right. Because Russell. Yep. Push. Yep. yep. They tell the uh, story. They started getting to the story of, of them breaking up, and how that went about. Okay. And oh, yes. right. So, Go you have. Um, you know, Jordan says, yeah, you know, Jordan says, yeah, I wanted to go for seven. And they, they show him a recording with uh, Jerry Reinsdorf. And then Jerry Reinsdorf had, you know, says what he says in terms of, you know, we weren't going to pay, bring those guys back at, you know, their market value. We're gonna go, or we basically weren't going to overpay to bring older players back. Um, he brings up Jordan's injury. That he, he cut his finger, the a cigar accident in the summertime of that year, um, you hear Phil Jackson say, basically say, it was time. Like, me, it basically feels like I say, me and Jerry Krause, we just couldn't, we, we, I mean, we had gone as far as we were gonna go, so I was out. Um, I think I take, from my takeaway from that, there's been this Entire narrative for 22 years about Jerry Krause breaking up the Bulls, Jerry Krause, Jerry Krause, Jerry Reinsdorf. What I took out of this in watching this episode is there were about, I, I would put it on four people broke up the Bulls. Obviously, you bring begin with the Jerry's. I go Reinsdorf one, Krause two, Phil Jackson, and Michael Jordan. Because to me, Phil Jackson. And, you know, Phil is fourth. Phil's no dummy. Phil, I think that this team, again, I did episodes in terms of watching this team play those last couple of years with the uh, playoff games. I think that they they were basically, they, they would have won a championship the following year. They were older. And I think Phil got that sense and says, hey, Kobe and Shaq don't have good coaching. So I think Phil already had the Laker job in his head during that. Phil already had an out. We don't have to. We, if this is history. We don't have to think. We saw. We, we know, see. We, we saw, know we what know. happened. No, no. We, I'm saying I, yes. We see that. That's that's you my point. Think. That's exactly what happened. That happened. Yes. That's, that's you are 100 accurate. So Phil, you know, Phil, Phil was out, and uh, Phil was Phil was out. Yes. And in regards to Jordan, the problem that I had with Jordan saying that we could have went with seven and so on and so on. During that time, it was said that, you know, winning championships 
He hadn't won a championship without Scottie Pippen. He hadn't won a championship without Phil Jackson. He could have came back. He could have came back. Could have had the surgery in the summertime. It was a lockout shortened season anyway, so the season didn't start till the pre-January of 99. He would have been healthy enough to start the season. So it's not like you, it's not like he didn't have an option to come back. He could have came back. And he makes He did come like, back. He was just with the Wizards. Yeah, 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 he, yeah, yeah. But according to the documentary, Jordan just retired. Right. That was key. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, of course. He just walked off to retire. Oh, nothing else happened. Yeah. Nothing else happened. Well, I mean, that's why they called it the last dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I know. I know. I get it. I get it. So, I get it. Wait, he did come back. I'm just gonna put on record. He did come back. He did come back. Yes, he, did. he played Washington D.C. <laughs> they were not <laughs> <laughs> There were no championships won. No, no play. No play on the record since it wasn't in the documentary. If you keep the thing. What are your thoughts on the uh, breakup and how the Jerry Reinsdorf comments feel after what Jordan said uh, in terms of how they broke up? I really want to talk about this. <laughs> okay, so I'll be quick then. I don't have a lot to say about this. The only thing I learned from this is how stupid Jordan is. He's a dumb person. Um, no, I shouldn't say that. He's an athlete. When Jordan spoke about it, <laughs> he was like, no, we could have got the whole team back. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Kerr, Phil, Scotty. Was Scotty would have been yes. a, a little bit of a problem. Uh, maybe not. This is why you were such a horrible GM. I totally Yo. understand it now. Yo. I... I just had to chime in right because literally, like when I was watching, I was like, "This is why, FC, This is why yep, we yep. think we can talk, do your jobs because you say dumb shit like exactly. this. Like you, you, you have been in it. Yep. You could have signed for one million. I signed one year. But the, what? What are you talking about? Or, have you ever managed a salary cap before? Obviously not. I would do on NBA Two K. <laughs> like his whole his whole business proposal was something I would try to make a dump trade on a <laughs> video game. I, Scotty Pippen, haven't getting paid in 10 years, and you're telling me I'm coming back again to win a championship for <laughs> peanuts? Sorry, sir. The only person that did not get what was going on was Michael Jordan. <laughs> Phil Jackson was like, oh, uh-huh. okay. <laughs> so look, um, yeah, Jerry Krause did this, MJ. This is all Jerry. <laughs> But the reality was the three white men met, oh, and the two Jerry said, "Hey, Phil, we want you, or this is how we're gonna have you back. We need to look, man. We can't pay all these people. They don't want six championships. Some of them, they got to get paid. We can't pay them. So this is what our roster is gonna look like next year if we pay you too." And Phil was like, "Oh, Shaq Kobe, who? <laughs> nah, I'm gonna exit, but I'm gonna let Jordan because Jordan really thinks you guys can get everybody to get 15 million next year. So." Um, y'all deal with that. Peace out. And he left. And Jordan's like, what? No! Come on, man. Everybody, I'll take a cut. Jordan, your cut is not... First of all, you're not taking a cut. You're the only one that got... A, I can <laughs> Let's put that out there. No one else has sneakers. So, whatever you're talking about, an NBA salary means nothing. Like, don't do that. That's really unfair to you. I'm tired of winning for you. And Jordan's little Beatles, you're the only part. I got, I really, I'm late on my bills. Oh, man. My wife's trying to divorce me. <laughs> so like, these, they, they're getting paid nothing. <laughs> so, when I'm watching that, I said, yo, this man really believed his own story. He believed his own story. Did you see Dennis Rodman nigga in the playoffs? He's already wrestling. Dennis is gone. 
Dennis is going. Like at this point, basketball is a hobby for Dennis. <laughs> like everyone else gets what's happening, but you know, Phil just lets me do me. No, <laughs> I just need to go. I just need to do Phil saw it. Everyone yeah. else saw what was happening, but Jordan. So that's the only thing I take yeah. away from this. Like you gonna disappear, Rodman? Phil, man. I totally understand why you struggle <laughs> so much good. as a GM. That's all. Oh, good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Damn. That, yeah, that's exactly what I wanted to hit on. Um. Uh. So this, this when this was announced, this was my interest, right? Like I wanted to see what what happened, and ultimately the thing is nothing happened. Just natural, everything, everyday thing because they only gave it, you know, twenty seconds at the end of ten fucking hours. So this is why we're here for those five seconds. That's essentially what happened with the Bulls. Nothing. They just broke up. Like people age, people less. Boom. That's how a lot of teams break up. Um, what I found was interesting in the structure, I can't remember if it was before or after, but when Jerry Reinsdorf throws Phil Jackson all the way under the bus and goes, so I asked Phil to come. I told Phil he could come back. Damn, Kraus. I told him he could come back. And Phil's like, uh. And then Jordan, it's either before or after Jordan's like, well, fuck Reinsdorf. I mean, <laughs> fuck, fuck Kraus. Like, they, he's still holding on to Kraus. Like, yo, in your own documentary, he just said, Phil was cut, could come back. I know, hold on, hold on. Can I say this real quick? Can I, I can't remember the structure. Real quick, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold up, Sap. Let me say this to you real quick. Because this documentary is so gimmicky and we use the tablet, the Jordan or watch whenever we want to, why are we not watching Phil Jackson say, yeah, okay, they did offer me a chance. I want to hear yeah. Phil. Yeah. Jordan <laughs> watch that. It's now yeah. We didn't it's see awesome. that. You didn't see that. It's in your, it's in the thing. The thing that is there. It's there. He said it. Reinsdorf clearly said Phil could come back. How is this Cross's fault if you were only going to come back if Phil came back? Anyway, so again, so the thing that I, what I meant, like I really wanted to talk about was, hey, what Chad uh, talked about that took that part out. But, but just like this, this ultimately says exactly what this documentary is about, right? Like, this was the interest. This was the title, The Last Dance. And what did it get? 20 seconds. And literally, you know, like you have a, like movies with fictional characters and they make up good backgrounds at the end of things, like what they're doing five years from 10 to da, 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 where they ended up. There were literally like three, like it didn't fill up the whole black screen. It was like three sentences, something, something. Jordan, no, no, Scotty traded, Jordan retires. Bill, who the fuck cares? Bill, uh, I don't even think Phil was on there. I think he just said, and the Bulls rebuild and fade to black. <laughs> I was like, yo. I mean, that's the only way this, this pathetic thing could end. But, man, that was a sad ending. That was a sad end. So um, that, that will be just kind of like my overarching memory of this. It's just like the one thing I actually wanted to hear about was the thing they had the least amount to say and dedicated the least amount of time to. Yeah, they never got into the Reinsdorf. There, there was nothing to get into. There the, just the was Kraus, nothing to get Kraus, into. Phil Jackson relationship. They had, they had 10 hours on film, and all of, to Chad's point, everything, the hours upon hours upon hours of interviews, everything, Jordan didn't care. That was not the point of this. And there, honestly, there, look, it, from what I saw, for everything, I, there's nothing. There was nothing to say. 
like you said, Philly didn't want to come back. Yep. Everybody was aging. No, no, no. That, that's, that is ABC of sports. It's that simple. Winners and losers of this documentary. Okay. Can Jordan be a winner that. and a loser? Yes. No, yeah, I, he, could. <laughs> he could. He could be. He can be both. Yeah, Chad, oh, go ahead, Chad, go. Go ahead. That's not my answer. That's not my I, I'll play all around. I'll play with this. So, <laughs> you know, of course, we know Jordan's a winner, um, the ultimate winner. Um, uh, ESPN. Yep. That was going to be my winner. Um, Nike. Yep. Um, you know what I'm saying? So, those are the main winners. The second tier winners, these are the losers that win because we heard their names. <laughs> um, Steve Kerr, Scott Burrell, Bill Winnington. Um, who else do we not care about? The one guy who did this. This is what you do. The um, security he guard. Won. I love he that. That's my favorite he scene. No, he won. He won. That's my favorite scene. Yep. Um, he's a winner. Phil Jackson's another winner. Uh, Jerry Reinsdorf's a winner because it's all about Jerry Krause. He's the only one that did this negative. So, um, yeah, those are those are the winners. The losers, me. Yes, the people like me, they invested this much time into this. Boy, did I lose. The biggest loser, because there are a lot of losers, but the biggest loser, unfortunately, is Scottie Pippen. Scottie Pippen is the biggest loser of this whole series. Um, Isaiah Thomas is a loser. Horace Grant is a loser. Scott Burrell thought he was a winner, but he's a loser. <laughs> he's a loser. Um, he is. If, if he's married, just play on his He's the triples. I don't even know. Just, they, he just, just, who lost his L? Like I say, just it's, L it's, after L after L. There's some quiet nights in the Burrell house after <laughs> what this grown man allowed. But why? Why did, yes. Don't yeah. be in this. This is bad. Don't do that. Don't do that ever again, Burrell. Yeah. So those are the main losers. But like I said, the biggest loser is Scottie Pippen, unfortunately, um, because of how he was portrayed and not given his just due. So so I'm glad you brought up Pippen. Pippen, um, despite everything that went on with Jerry Krause, Pippen at the end of the documentary – and just shows you his character and how humble he is. He says, man, I was, you know, I look back. So I was fortunate enough, fortunate to be on the greatest team of all time, fortunate to play with the greatest player of all time, one of the greatest coaches of all time, and one of the greatest general managers of all time. So that just, in terms of Jerry Krause, so that just lets you know, despite animosity or perspective, despite all that that went through, that went on with him and Krause in those years, he still, that's growth, and I that's that, and I, I mentioned that for that's evolution and growth, and I mentioned that for a reason. Uh, when I wrap up with Jordan, um, Pippen just showed you his character, right? In terms of how he finished up the uh, documentary and what he said. Uh, loser, the truth. Yes. That that's where that's where I'll go. Um, the truth loses. I like that. The fans, me. I feel very bad for me. I feel very, very bad for me. Um, because I did. I wanted to, I, I had thought about why this thing came to an end for so long. And I honestly, I came to this honestly wanting to know. Oh, actually, and, no, no, I'm going to jump in real quick. I'm a winner because I called this shit. I knew what this was going to be. No, you're a loser for interrupting me. How about that? <laughs> you had your chance. <laughs> 
You said a whole bunch of things. How dare you call him my winner and loser? Me, me, me. How dare you? I'm a winner. Okay, go ahead, Rob. You second, nigga. Go ahead and finish it off, loser. I told you. Oh man! <laughs> See, you understand, Jordan? You know what I mean? I'm so confused. I'll keep it simple. I'll keep it simple. I mean, the obvious winner is uh, uh, everybody who had no content during COVID nineteen because. Boy, did they eat off of this documentary. I mean, they they ate off of this I, documentary. I eat off. Yeah. 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 I mean, but you do a lot of different things. This you normally be talking about something. So no no no. Scott Van Pelt was like after the like directly after the show. Like this was like a a game winning shot. Like we need to recap 30 years worth of history right now, immediately at 12 one. Um you know, Stephen A got special after special after he's talked about it all day long and, I, you know, all this. So any, anybody who was feeling like they weren't getting enough airtime or weren't getting enough content, they ate off of this. So they're the winners. ESPN, absolutely, in the entire, their entire lineup, they're the winners. They won big. Uh, winners. Uh, of course, we have, you have ESPN's a winner. Um, Michael Jordan is a winner in this. You have uh, Lies. Lies, the Lies were winners as well. Um, you have uh, Sam Smith. Sam Smith is a winner, as far as I'm concerned. I, you know, um, who else I want to say? Gary Payton was a winner to me. Gary I, I, I think Gary Payton was a winner. I think he, Gary, he still is thinking about that Gary Payton came off that way. He nah, wasn't yeah, listening to when nah, we nah, broke nah. it down. Okay. That's the real not. I got I got, I got listen to my, I got to say as a winner. <laughs> yeah, you got to re-listen to your podcast. Yeah, watch your show. We watch definitely show. broke it down to why he's not a winner. <laughs> and I'm the uh, Sonics fan. Yeah. So, okay. Please watch your show. No, Gary Payton's the winner. You're right. <laughs> Losers, I had to say. Jordan's a loser, and I'll go into that more uh, towards the latter part of the show. Um, the security guards were winners. The security guards. The dude, you know, Gus, you know, rest in peace. And the dude died, too. He, he passed away in January. The dude that did the shrug, he passed away in January. Um, so all the security guards are winners. The um, losers, Reggie Miller, anybody that lost to Jordan, Reggie Miller, Carl Malone, John Stockton, um, BJ Armstrong, of course, Scott Burrell, LeBradford Smith, he's a loser. <laughs> you, you're looking at this totally wrong. I get your winner. <laughs> Leave him alone, Chad. No. Him in his segment. You're not going to do that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I gotta like, put myself in category of both winner and loser. Because, of course you do. <laughs> because Young Will, Will the still go ahead. The winner part got the content uh, for us. Yeah. Did these shows? Yeah. The loser part, I thought this was gonna be a classic documentary. Uh, yeah, I want to find your old text. You said it was gonna be the greatest. <laughs> the greatest I did. I said I did. I said it's gonna be the greatest documentary ever. I did. <laughs> 
Seems like seems like seems like those two. I really ago. want you. <laughs> <laughs> you and Jay Williams just need to get together. Yeah, just talk. Just talk. Jay Williams really has me rethinking about this whole Duke thing, man. <laughs> he really does. Yeah, yeah, he said that after. I said it before. He said it after. Yeah, he was moved. I wasn't moved by after watching this at all. I was not moved by this documentary. But you didn't even think that you would be moved. It's still troublesome for me. I didn't say yeah. I was going to be moved. When Jay Williams and the Duke thing, I mean, like, look, Duke should have us thinking about the whole Duke thing. That 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 That's is fair. Tough. <laughs> Jay Williams is just woo. Jay Williams. He it should just yeah. We just there's there's a lot of there's a lot of uh thinking he needs to do about about life and like i like yeah like no you cannot i i don't know if i ever was a jay williams fan but i know i'm definitely not now i was when he played i just feel i like remember I, when he played he never recovered from that motorcycle accident no he didn't that's where we are he didn't for jay will okay um, as much as Chad soft on Jay Williams, by the no, way. No, I'm not. <laughs> I think that's the takeaway. I clearly denounced him. Chad took the political approach on that. No, I'm just saying, like, I think that he has brain damage. <laughs> that's, that's what I meant. I think he has brain damage. So, like, I, if you want to call me, fair enough. Nope. 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 Fair enough. Fair enough. I did not know you were Use going sound bite. that far. I'm on record. If you can't use your whole brain, you got a friend in me. I just <laughs> denounced him as a fan. <laughs> that you're right. Yep. He's a bumbling idiot. That was my fault. That was my fault. I put I was listening to media. I I raised my hand. That was my bad. I listened to media media as losers. Foul. I fouled. I listened to media the media the media as losers in terms media of losers. in terms of their coverage on it. I, with the exception of a couple of Articles and podcasts here and there. For the most part, the media will lose this. Okay, this is the second time I got to come to you. I'm really having a problem with this, this winners loser thing. I was gonna leave it alone. That was tough. That was tough. That but was it's tough. like you got the media as winners. That was tough. You, the way your the context of your question is like you're making it very personal how you see things, not how the actual perception of things are is right. The media is a winner. Because well, they're both. No, they know both. All right. So they're winning in terms of the content they got to get off it. That's that's the winning part. They also lost in terms of their coverage. So they're both. They're they both. lost in terms of what? They're, they lost in terms of their coverage, how they covered it. They how? 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 Because if content is king and they covered it to the upteenth degree, how did they lose? Are their opinions of their opinions of it? No, you're you're being very yeah. subjective, yeah. right? The masses. And this goes back to when you saying Scotty Burrell and Steve Kerr, they're all losers. Everybody's won. Yep. Right? You're speaking because the thing is, this is why it's a contradiction. You said lies are a winner. The media's spewing lies. They're part of that win. They can't be both. They got content for days, and there's still going to be shit that comes out the next couple of weeks, the stuff that the documentary didn't show. They're going to eat off this the rest of the summer. And, and you said, like, Stockton and Malone are losers versus Gary Payton as a winner, right? Whereas, it, like, I would say, at the very least, Carl Malone and Stockton neutral. Right. Because Jordan didn't, nothing. There's not, yeah, nothing yeah. was came up there. I would say, in terms of this, this thing, they're winners because nothing. 
all in my feed this morning, all I'm getting is Gary Payton's incensed by Jordan laughing at him, da, 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 everything like that. That's an L. That's an L. The fact that he has to respond 30 years later about Jordan is an L, not only in the fact of how we broke down, how Jordan laughed and how that propagated, everything like that. So that's, that's like a shift in terms of like how you're looking at loser, winners and losers. Winners and losers in the game of basketball in that finals, yeah, Stockton and Malone lost. In the context of this documentary, they absolutely won. And, um, and Peyton absolutely lost. In the and to Rob's point, which you said perfectly, the other context is you're taking into consideration all the research you've done outside of this. Nobody else has done that. So you have all this other <laughs> intel that we're talking about the documentary. How did people look in the documentary? Gary Payton did not look like a winner nope. in the documentary. Sean Kemp's a loser because he wasn't even mentioned <laughs> in the documentary. Sean Kemp. As the man that got right. lost. He even is lost. <laughs> so, like, lost. these are the people that... By not getting mentioned. That's, that's so true. That's why, he got, that's why he's a loser. So true. Damn. Damn, uh, Tony Kukoc as a loser. Yeah, that's yeah, a good one. Yeah, Tony yeah, Kukoc, yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah, Tony Kukoc. Gary Payton. I think Gary Payton. I, I thought he came up. No, we don't have to. Just look at, look, research time, man. Time look, look, just look. No, time out. This is an intervention in the middle of the show. <laughs> Stop being stubborn. You cannot, you cannot honestly say you watch this documentary. Gary Payton doesn't think he's a winner. You can words. Gary Payton look good in this documentary. How did they even bring up that he was the MVP? I mean, the defensive um, player of the year, the year before? Did they bring that up? No. He what did they say it. about Gary Payton? He said it. No, he said it. What were the highlights in, the, in, the, in your remembrance of Gary Payton in this documentary? What do you remember most about it? I'm talking what, in terms of what he said in terms of his interview when he when they interviewed him. So his interview when he said, well, I don't know if I would have stopped him, but I think I would have. And then they cut to Jordan laughing at him. That interview? No, he said, no, he said that he guarded He wasn't him afraid of Jordan. Guarded, yes. And that he, like, when he guarded him, he did X, Y, and Z. Like, yes. Peyton said those things. But as we talked about, the immediate cut after was Jordan laughing at him. And then the cut right after that was going into his father's death. So the way that it was structured was for Peyton to say these things and for Jordan not even to he doesn't even have to say anything all he has to do is laugh so that and then Peyton can't respond because he didn't respond to how many days later this is the first day I got all the feeds of Gary Payton being incensed and everything so he couldn't respond immediately because the immediate thing was about Jordan how he's feeling about his dad's death so that was number one. And then number two, then the immediate next thing, the thing that enraged me was, because I don't look at those shows, but I was so excited. I was looking at, like, clips. And then I saw Greeny on Get Up talking and being like, so Jordan laughed at him. What do you think Gary Payton's thinking? And so then, then that's the, that was the drumbeat the entire week. So those are the things. That's how Jordan wielded this weapon of this show. It's like, I'm going to make you a fool, and then I'm going to have people talk about you. Isaiah, Gary Payton, same thing. Same thing. Nah, Isaiah, if Isaiah, it, definitely. Isaiah was way worse. Isaiah was more. Well, let's move on. We'll have this another time. Yep. <laughs> I'm not doing this. I refuse. You started. No. I did. I did. I'm out of it. I'm taking it. I tried. I tried. You did. 
That Fair one I'm not taking up. But that sometimes one. when I see somebody else argue and I can see myself, yeah, I'm like, you know, I want that. I'm you over your overall takes on the uh, documentary. Your overall, you can just put put it into a put a book on it. Put a, I mean, I think it came out at the right time. You know what I mean? I'm gonna be very honest with you. You know I don't like Jordan, but I respect what he did on the court. If we not had not been in a lockdown type of situation and we're at home, I would not have watched ten episodes of this. I just would not. So like, I wouldn't. But so what is worth? But what is worth? Even when I was enraged or frustrated, it was entertaining. It was something to do. So it came out of the best time as far as like where it lands on my tier of sports documentaries. I'm not even gonna. I have to call it a sports show. I'm yeah, not gonna put it that Yeah, yeah it's not like show. documentaries, documentaries, mm-hmm. sports show. Yeah, not even on my top five or top ten. I would never rewatch this ever again. There's no the reason time. to. No, there's no reason to. Like I was talking to my wife's brother's fiance, who knows nothing about basketball, and she brought up the documentary. She said, "My problem is when I watch a documentary, I want to learn something." There you go. It's really that simple. She doesn't even care about sports. She's like, I didn't learn anything I didn't know watching this. So that's kind of it is. Like, you know, and like I said before, early on in maybe episode two or three, I'm like, okay, there's two ways to approach this. Let's learn something or let's live in something. So if we're living in something, I want all the nostalgia of what made him great. I want to see every dynamic game. I want to see every 50, 60, dunking on everyone. I want to see all of that. For how many, whatever clips you have, whatever back the talk, he was talking in all-star games, talking trash to all these other NBA, I want to see all of that. You gave me neither. You gave me like little pieces of both. So it was kind of like, come on, man. I've seen, the Dr. J one was better than me. You know what I mean? Like, there's a number of people that I don't even feel like this on Jordan's level that the the quality of their production was higher. Yeah. And that's what's upsetting. Like, if you are the GOAT, I'm looking at when you finally do whatever you do, oh, it's completely first class. Right? Y'all know me, and I always find a way to bring up Jay-Z. If Jay-Z... Eddie, hold on, real Eddie quick. Murphy, I think, is the better comparison. That's why Eddie Murphy's so hesitant to do, you know, like, he what like... <laughs> He knows his name carries everything, so he yep. can't just put bullshit out there. So that's no, why that, that 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 is a perfect example. I know, I know. Oh, to I your know. point, like when he finally he had nothing to do with because it. even though, hold, let's say with Eddie Murphy. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that was the better example. That's why no, I said no, 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 no. Kind of, had nothing to do with kind it. Of. Okay. Kind of. You, See, you literally on tape, surreal. Oh, run it back. He said that was the perfect example. The perfect. only issue, no, listen, I said, it's a perfect example. I said a perfect example. Go. The perfect example, but the fault. perfect example this. of why Jay Z would do I it. I did this. I could have just let it go. You did this. I did. I did. I did. I did. I, did. I, did. I, did. I will take I any fight. I admit this one. Yep. No, yeah, I no, but I did. No, all right, let's say that real quick. All right, sorry, sorry, sorry. I don't want to go, go that far. No, go ahead. But, but the Eddie Murphy thing is a perfect example of doing it the right way. Right. If I'm ever going to go out there, this is how it has to be. Everything has to be set up. Like I said, it, it, it was like. When you think about the goats and I'm just throwing shit out there, like I want Martin Scorsese to direct this. Like I want some known person in the documentary field to do this. And I'm not trying to like 
knock anybody who's an unknown if they're skilled enough. But I feel like this dude, what does he do before? His music videos or something? No, like, he did. No, he did. He worked. So he did ESPN documentaries for 30 for 30. He did it the Bears. He was a part of Fab Five. So he had done other clauses. He did random documentaries. He had been a part of. That's he had been, let's be very clear. He had been a part be of. So when they cool. interviewed him this week, and they said, so how cool. did you pull out stuff that only Ahmad Rashad knew? His only answer was like, well, you know, we met that. He met MJ one time. Like, you don't even know the guy. You just were the person they chose to do. All you had to do was sit down and ask the questions that I already wrote out for you. That's what he was. So it was like, yo, they just randomly found anybody to tell this story for Jordan to get his shit out there. And that's and why no self-direct, self-respecting director would do anything like that. And there you a self-respecting director or journalist would not have done this, right? Because they say, hey, before we begin, it's going to be uncomfortable. This is what the director has to do. This is why certain directors won't work with certain talent, because they know the talent's too big. Jordan, nobody gives a damn about your one-on-one battle with BJ Armstrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have to have those uncomfortable conversations. It's not going to make the cut. Sorry. It just isn't. It just, there's yeah. so many more. I, I will say, I'm putting this on the record now. LeBron James, when his documentary comes out, is going to blow this out of, of the course. water. Of course it is. You know what I mean? Of like course. I told you, this is not better than the first two Kobe documentaries I've already seen. It, you because know? it's not. Because it's yeah. not. It's not. It just isn't. It just it's isn't. a basketball show. And, I mean, it's the, and it's, the, it's the worst kind of, like, honestly, like, like I'm just going to call it. I mean, it's just a, it's, a, it's a visual autobiography as told by Michael yep. Jordan. I yep. mean, it's just, it's just that simple. It's yep. just that simple. It is, it is through everything, it's through his words. To your point, that's how we get this stupid-ass pizza story and he spit on yep. the pizza, all this bullshit. Like, that's, that is the, the allure of the flu. Like, I'll get to, I, I know the question. The allure of the flu game is so much better than the, that, the, yeah. what you said. Like, why would you say, like, just technically speaking, I have so many issues with this thing. I could go one by one, just, just as what it was presented as, not even getting in the content. Like this is this is not anything I would watch. So so my overarching uh 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 thought on this or reflection is disappointment. I'm just disappointed. I'm disappointed that I didn't get any of the answers at and more importantly, like and this is honest self-reflection, I'm disappointed in myself. I fell for the marketing hype. I did. I did initially. I'm disappointed in me. I don't, maybe, you know, COVID, being stuck in the house, like I just, I just did. I didn't think of, think it through enough to come into it with as close of, uh, with as close of scrutiny as I needed, as I should have, as I give so many other things. Um, so that's, that's just my, that's just my own personal, personal disappointment. I mean, it, look, if you would have said to me, what's a Jordan, uh, uh, 10-hour documentary supervised, edited, <laughs> written by Jordan going to be about. That would have this easy. This has been the easiest thing in the world to predict. But I fell for the marketing. And so, like, that, that, that's the part that irritates me the, the most um, for myself. And then just disappointment that, that it, it ultimately had nothing to say about what 
was promoted, The Last Dance. They have all this footage of the 1998 season and thinking about how it's going to end. They ultimately had nothing to say about that. And that wasn't the point of the documentary. And they made that fairly I clear. hate, I'm sorry, I'm coming back real quick. Because I just, like before all this, when somebody, the last documentary I watched, in a sense, kind of a documentary, was Tiger King, right? On Netflix. And the reason I bring that up is because when the story's told the right way, we'll still have you research. I want to be clear. Like, I'm not saying that you don't research. But even when I was watching researching Tiger King and everything, it wasn't like I found a whole bunch of jewels that the, the documentary didn't um, talk about. So, like, for the people that watch this podcast, Surreal, even me, if I'm not on your podcast, when you send us the, the notes or the agenda, 70% of the stuff is stuff that documentary didn't capture. And I'm like, yo, this is just out there on Google. This is not even like a real read. This is like simple stuff, man. This is simple stuff that you can find is out there. Yeah. And that's why it's so disappointing when I'm sitting here watching this, like, okay, that's not true. I know this is not the story. And I hit my phone, do, 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 do. Oh, here are the stories. Like, so why are we sitting here wasting time? This will just go down as, like Rob said, this is a visual Hall of Fame speech. So, you know, it is what it is. I'll never watch it again. Yeah. Um, disappointed myself to, in terms of uh, expecting it to be this grand tell all. Good. How about average? All access. <laughs> just expecting all, a story. To be all access and things, all access documentary. So, from that standpoint, I'm disappointed. Um, in terms of Jordan, I, I think, and I thought about this, uh, I think Monday, the Monday, it came on Sunday, I thought about this on Monday when I was doing, starting to research the podcast, you know, at the asking of why, you know, why was this made? And why, you know, he's a billionaire, you got six championships. Cool, the on the surface answers would be, yeah, I wanna, you know, let the young people know who I was or push away, you know, confirm for further confirmation for the GOAT conversation, shit like that. Then, you know, you think about, you watch the documentary and I, when I see Jordan, I see just somebody who is completely, not only narcissistic, but a, a just a unhappy and unfulfilled human being. You know, Jordan is 56 years old, he, for somebody who has accomplished as much as he's accomplished, he's, in terms of a combination of a athlete and businessman, there probably hasn't been a more successful combination of athlete businessman ever uh, in terms of that combination. There have been maybe arguably better athletes, maybe arguably better businessmen. But in terms of that combination, he probably is at the top of the list. Five kids, um, just had a, we got, you know, remarried, just had a baby. So I'm like, you have reasons upon reasons to be to to seemingly be happy, but getting back to you know to the documentary, you know pettiness, uh, the grudge holding. There's been no evolution with Michael Jordan over the course of his life, and I think that basketball was able to somewhat fulfill that. But now, you know, since you've been retired for since what, 03 for about 17 years. There's really, I mean, he should have things to fulfill that, but he just, it comes off to me like he's just not 
happy. And I look at the, you know, look at what Kobe Bryant did in terms of how he retired. He retires immediately. He goes right to, to, uh, to the arts and to the film. And he becomes, you know, more intertwined with his family and in and, and, and that process and, and what have you. Um, it's really sad. It's kind of sad. It's sad, to be honest with you. I, I, th- I mean, I think Mike, Michael Jordan, I'm not even, I'm saying this, I'm dead serious. I think he needs some therapy, to be perfectly honest with you, uh, in terms of his mentality, the way he is right now. Like, dude, you think about the, doc- you think about over the course of the documentary, how many times did you actually, it didn't even seem like you were enjoying it. It didn't seem like you were even enjoying it. Even, you know, even through all your highlights, through all the ass kissing, through all, you know, all that, all the narcissism, all the stuff that, all the reporters talking, you know, saying great things about you. It didn't even seem like he enjoyed the process of even uh, of, of, of the documentary, despite the fact that it was his production, despite the fact that he had basically total control of it. And um, I'll say this, I'll, I'll make this comparison. Um, to one of the great shows of all time in terms of Boardwalk Empire, uh, there was a line, I'm gonna look it up because I can't, I don't want to get this wrong because it's such a great, great piece of writing. Um, yeah, yeah, we, it could, yeah, I, I, I know that. Thank you, thank you, Rob. Wow. Love the clip. <laughs> yeah, was, yeah, yes. yeah, wait, wait. Good wait, job, wait. Rob. <laughs> so like, you were my lessons. <laughs> I need one of those, I need one of those. Nobody cares. <laughs> there was a line that, uh, Jimmy Dorman, he said to Nucky in his final episode, season two, he says, this is, this is as Nucky is about to shoot him. He says, you'll get through it. All you have to do is worry about when you run out of booze and when you run out of company. And I thought, I thought about that when I, when I was thinking about, you know, like, damn, this dude is there is just completely unfulfilled. And it goes, it's beyond narcissism, to be honest with you. It's a, he's an unfulfilled human being. It is beyond narcissism. It absolutely is. Um, yeah, I don't have much to say. I don't think it's beyond narcissism. I I'll think I give real the last word. I know that is the last word, right? I shouldn't have said anything. Go ahead. No, go ahead. You can respond. Go ahead. No, I, I just don't care. I don't care about his mind state or what he's living <laughs> and thinking. I do think he enjoyed it. I honestly do. I think he is an evil person. Um, <laughs> <laughs> watches this i i hear what you're saying i do think ultimately he is unfulfilled and all this other type of stuff but i don't think that he feels that he just reminds me of um al bundy he's al bundy to me he's living in polk high his four touchdowns so like Jordan will always be when he's 70 and 80 and 90 we'll be talking about that seventh championship that he never got michael wilbon who is uh, one of Jordan's testicles um, talks about how Jordan says all the time how he still can't get over not coming back. Jordan and Jay Williams are cut from the same cloth. They can't get past the path. I saw him. So, like, that is sad to your point, Real, that I feel like he will always be in that space of, man, I still should have won another one. Like, dude, you got, you're 50 something years old. You have twin daughters. They're infants. There's a lot of things you can be doing. But I'm like, you know, not judging him or anything, but it's like, yo, he's still stuck on that. He won't get past that because, to Rob's point about narcissism, 
and I'm not a narcissist, right? I can't get into the psyche and all of that shit. But it's like, if I'm about praise and winning, this is my greatest praise and win. This is the same reason I give my kids 1% of this 10-episode documentary. This is the same reason I give anybody up. I don't interview my mom, but I let her talk for a couple of seconds. Like, this is the same reason it's me, me, me. So that's all this island of Jordan is ever going to be. This is the same reason he wears these big-ass jeans because <laughs> no, one else, no one else wears these. These are Jordan jeans. I totally understand why he makes every decision he makes in life. I think Jordan looks at the Bobcats and like, no, I don't want the best players. I want this team, and I'm going to win with this team because I'm not Michael Jordan. So he's a loser. Michael Jordan is a loser. That's the last thing I'll say. All right. We made it. Five episodes. Five? Yeah, it was five. For like 30. <laughs> but we did an hour on each. So we did 10. We did a lot. Yeah, hours. we did 10. We did, 10 hours. We did more than five. Yeah, we, we, did about, we did about 10 hours. We did close to 10 hours. Yep. Yeah. Yep. We did close to 10 hours. And hopefully the next time we all speak. We Eight and a half. Hopefully next time we all do a podcast, we'll be, we'll be doing some, we have some basketball, uh, some, some real basketball, some actual basketball to talk about in the present, as it seems like that they, that it's going to all come from Disney World. Yeah, Disney, yep. Disney's going to be the spot. Disney or Vegas, if not both of them. All right. So. Um, Vegas? They'll never see half the league will be gone. No. No, Disney World. Bring your families to everybody's coming. Your mom, your grandma, nah, we're not doing Vegas. Nah. No, but they might do they, no, they, they, no, here, no, here's the thing. So what I'm, here's the thing. They might do both of them because they, they want a West Coast site and an East Coast site. Sure. I'm just saying, if we do Vegas, it's not a bad idea. No, it's not a good idea. The next it's, night. It's not a good idea, no. Are they moving right to the playoffs? <laughs> There's a talk that they there's talk that they uh that they probably will move right directly to the playoffs. If they go to Vegas, they need to skip to the finals and just play one game. <laughs> That's the only way it works out in Vegas. Uh the Lakers versus whoever Milwaukee. It's like think about it. If J.R. Smith was like playing like at Cleveland, we would have never seen J.R. Smith again. Ever. Ever. The plane would have landed and then J.R. Smith would have been gone. Can we talk Damn. about how Dennis Rodman really was doing WWE? Like he did. That's phenomenal. Yeah, I, I remember that. that. No, well. remember. I remember he, that. He wrestled uh, Carl Malone. They, they wrestled that. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the overall thing. He literally left the team to go <laughs> show up that night. <laughs> We're Yo. There. Yo, that's amazing. Can we talk? Hold on. Two things. <laughs> I, I'm done. We're done. But this is what I said. One, after Phil Jackson and Michael Jordan both were so horrible as GMs, I would beg the question, do you have any more respect for Krause? I know what yeah, they're doing. So, Krause, I have all the respect in the world for Jordan. No, 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 I'm not asking you what you, nigga, I don't care. I know you do. <laughs> I'm saying Jordan yeah. and Phil Jackson. Now that you actually had the hat on and yeah. been shitty. Yeah. What can you say? That's number one. You know Two. what, Chad? That would have been an interesting question to explore. <laughs> would have been very interesting. I would like to see 
Still don't talk about that. I would have. Touche. Why am I even talking? <laughs> You're right. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> but it's fascinating. Since I'm here, <laughs> um, I would have really tuned in for that episode. Scott Burrell, a rookie that you bullied, and Steve Kerr, you punched in the face. <laughs> what were your thoughts with Dennis Rodman and leaving to go to the WWF? Did you confront him at all? He's Rodman being Rodman. Just curious. You just gotta do some things. Everybody just knew he had to blow off some steam. They let him be him. Yeah. Let be him. I'm done. <laughs> what I felt about Michael Jordan, I leave feeling about Michael there Jordan. Go. There you go. No, no opinions changed in this. None. All ben. right, gentlemen. That's going to wrap it up. As always, thanks for uh, coming on these past five weeks. Uh, be safe out there, and we will see see you next time. All right, man. Take care, fellas, Later, gentlemen. Be safe, be healthy. All right, peace All right. out. It's going to wrap it up for this latest edition of the Real Deal Podcast. Um, we will be coming back with a Sunday episode of Wire Season One, Episode Nine, Game Day. Uh, be joined, of course, by Rob Sapp as we go in depth to one of the greatest if not the greatest television show of all time, the greatest television show of all time. There's no question about that. Uh, you can find this podcast on, this will be on my YouTube channel uh, tomorrow, midnight, uh, midnight tonight. Um, Block Talk Radio as well. Uh, and a number of other plot, uh, podcast platforms, Stitcher, Spotify, and, and what have you. I will see you next time. Take it easy. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.